0: Lions 20, no, nope. Lions 21, Chiefs 20. That's right. The Lions forward down the field, a fighting team that will not yield as Fingers Malloy, my co-host at Eat, Drink, Smoke, constantly sings at me because he's a ridiculous Lions fan. Long-suffering. They believe this is the year. They believe this is the year they're not only going to win one playoff game, they're going to win two playoff games. They believe they're going to win the division. They believe it, these people. And then they walk into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs 21-20. to I don't think they look perfect, but they look like guys who ain't afraid to fight. I think it's good uh, for the NFL. You want something to be excited about? This is a very good way to start the season. Tony Katz, ninety-three, WIBC. Good morning. Put the Lions in the opener. Put them in Arrowhead against the defending Super Bowl champions, and they win. Yeah, that's that's good. That's a that's a, that's a fine story right there. That is a fine fine story right there. Uh, Brad Chambers, he's running for governor. He's launched his first ad. He wants you to know uh, that uh, Indiana's got a story, and he's a part of it. Our
1: Indiana story
0: started right around here, on a small family farm near
1: Thorntown. Life wasn't easy, but we were family. We had our faith in
0: Hoosier values. I'm Brad Chambers. As a kid, my friends and I cut grass and learned to work hard. I started a business to pay my way through college. Today that business still provides great careers for hundreds of families. He has a a, a level of success. There, there's no doubt about it. And it's impressive. Uh, but in my conversation with Peter Blanchard, the Indianapolis Business Journal yesterday, um, it's fascinating that I thought that, that Chambers would uh, have a chance to excel because he has the ability to distance himself from Governor Eric Holcomb, who... Well, where's the love for for Eric Holcomb, honestly? Where where is it amongst uh, the electorate? But when you bring in uh, the former uh, chair of the GOP and another former chair of the GOP, Kyle Hupfer is the the campaign chairman, uh, different than campaign manager. Uh, and you're like, what's the, what are you doing here? I mean, he's he's got uh, some some strong people, I think, as, as part of his team. I, I, tr- I truly believe that. Um, if, if you tell me that, uh, you've got, um, it was a Jennifer Hollowell on your team, dude, she, she, she's, she's smart. She's, she's capable. Un- undoubtedly. If, if Marty Opst is part of your team now, full disclosure, I, I, I know both of these people. I wouldn't say intimately. I've had, uh, uh coffee with, 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 uh, jennifer i've had a, a drink in my life uh more than one w- with marty i i say that clearly they're smart people marty Ope spent his time in with with pence i mean for years just he's not part of the of, of the presidential he's not doing that he's doing he's doing this so you've got chambers and hallowell who and I'm, I'm sorry chambers has obst and hallowell who are, are, are definitely players of people who can can give solid advice. And then you bring in Matt Huckleby, former executive director of the Indiana GOP as your campaign manager, Kyle Hupfer, who was the chair of the Indiana Republican Party. And you're like, these are people who are all establishment and all Holcomb. What? I I don't understand it. it it's a very odd thing, because to me, that is a very attackable moment by Braun and and, and, and by Curtis Hill. You you you're gonna you're gonna run as just a hardworking guy who wants to do good for for Indiana. It's 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 all establishment. I I I'm, I really am very very surprised by it. But he put five million dollars into his campaign, and as uh, I discussed with Peter Blanchard of the IBJ, uh, you right now have. Um, braun with four point six million cash on hand Suzanne crouch the lieutenant Governor three point eight million cash on hand Eric doden Fort Wayne a businessman three point seven million cash on hand so you put yourself in a position to compete, so we should be clear, certainly that the objective is is to compete he this this isn't playing around he isn't doing this and' gonna see what happens. you write yourself a five million dollar check okay, you came to play I I just don't understand parts of that team, man. Uh, it, you're making an establishment run? I'm, I'm, I'm confused by it. I, I, I admit that to be true because I think you've now created openings and, and unnecessary, un, unnecessarily created openings. Because I've, I'm personally excited about uh, the idea of Chambers running. I thought Curtis Hill getting into the race makes it a race. I thought Chambers getting into the race makes it really fascinating. That guy is going to be formidable, especially in the C suites. Going to be very formidable. Braun has Braun has work cut out for him at, at this stage of the game. And as I've said, I think it closes the door on 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 Crouch. But I don't I don't I don't understand it. I I don't. And if the answer is well, Tony, you just don't understand how politics works. Sure. Joe Biden gets worse and worse by the day. But the story is how people are taking advantage of it. What is it signaling uh, to them? Well, one of the things that's happening is that President Trump is heading to South Dakota. There is going to be a rally. And at that rally, it is right now believed that South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem is going to endorse Donald Trump. Tony Katz. Ninety-three WIBC. Good morning. Sorry, that's uh, that's pretty damn big. That's Gnome is popular. Now, Gnome took some hits uh, regarding uh, transgender issues, saying that she liked legislation, then she didn't, and it was written wrong. It created issues. She took some some hits on that. Um, but people have short memories, and here we are. Gnome's popular. Is Noam going to be a vice presidential running mate? Possibly. I think that one of the things we should do is get it out of our heads or if anybody has it in their head uh, that one of the people running is a potential vice president if Trump's the nominee and Trump right now is still in in front in this race by every single uh, measure. None of these people, no, certainly not Pence, not Haley, not Scott, not Ramaswamy. No, no, none of these people are are going to be a vice presidential contenders. That's just not how this is working. That's not how it goes. Christy Nome, sure. Uh, Mark Robinson, lieutenant governor of, of North Carolina, sure. Carrie Lake, please God, no. Interesting in Arizona, Carrie Lake... Is now running for she's running for Senate, right? Or she's still contemplating the bid? It's Blake Masters, Blake Masters, who has decided he's going to run again. Blake Masters was by many considered a solid candidate. Not getting the victory was pretty awful. How popular is Kirsten Cinema uh, in in uh, Arizona now as a what, independent, if you will? Uh, that's that's unknown. I, I w- I'd be curious to see what the state looks like now. So there's a lot of movement happening. Carrie Lake could be someone Trump is considering. Carrie Lake could jump into uh, the, the, the the Senate race. I don't think she's done that yet. I I don't I don't believe she's done that yet. But Trump getting endorsed by Nome is a big big deal and it's going to be it's it's going to be a news story. But when we take a look at the polling, Democrats unhappy with Biden, Biden losing in matchups to Trump, tying with DeSantis, losing to Pence, losing to Christie, losing big to Nikki Haley, losing to Tim Scott. This is a story about Joe Biden. How America views Joe Biden. And that brings us to the popcorn moment. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's a story you need to hear to believe. Then grab your popcorn, because there is more. This was Vice President Harris in an interview with CBS News.
1: We are delivering for the American people. And the reality of it is that, unfortunately, very few of those who challenge our administration actually have a plan for America. You look at what we have accomplished, Margaret. We have created over 800,000 new manufacturing jobs in America, 13 million new jobs, unemployment at record lows.
0: Unemployment was up last month and no jobs have been created. People have gone back to work, but no jobs have been created, but they still push the lies. I won't be surprised if she talks about reducing the deficit. We have capped the cost of
1: insulin for seniors at $35 a month.
0: It was Trump who did that. Then you took it away and then you did it on your own and thought it was yours. It was really weird.
1: Cap the cost of prescription drugs on an annual basis at $2,000 They're talking for about seniors. what you would do as president as being a risk. They're honing in on you. Why do you think that is? How do you respond to those attacks? That's not about policy. That's about you. Listen, this is not new. There's nothing new about that. I mean, listen, I am, in my career, I was a career prosecutor. Um, I was the first woman elected district attorney of a, of San Francisco a major city in this country and re-elected. I was the first woman attorney general of the second largest department of justice in the United States and re-elected. I was a United States senator. I represented one in eight Americans and I'm now vice president of the United States. They feel the need to attack because
0: They're scared that we will win. No, I don't think that's it, Vice President Harris. And your record of achievement is only a testament to how poorly the people of California vote. I don't think people are worried about you winning. I don't think people are worried about you at all. I think if there's something that the Republican Party should be worried about, it should be worried about not facing Joe Biden and not facing Kamala Harris. Life is easier if you do. Life is easier if you can pick the target, personalize it, freeze it, and polarize it, a la Saul I mean, take the lessons. It's not how I like to do things, but it's how we do things. It's pretty gross. But you can tell the story about Kamala Harris. You know she's incompetent. America knows she's incompetent. Scared of you, no. I would argue that the Republican Party should be concerned if you're not the nominees, which is possible for the Democrats. I just don't know how probable. We will discuss that on Tony Katz today at noon. This just came across on uh, X, Twitter, from the Jerusalem Post. Why they attack the ADL? The ADL is the Anti-Defamation League. They focus on anti-Semitism. Quote: They attack the ADL because, in their eyes, the ADL represents the Jews, and that should give us every reason we need to support it. No, 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 no. Oh! And that's when I turned into the Hulk. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. This is all about Twitter, X. jonathan Greenblatt, who heads up the Anti-Defamation League. And the idea that Twitter allows anti-Semitism on the platform. You mean you allow people to speak on the platform, and sometimes they say disgusting things. Disgusting things get said on Twitter. Disgusting things get said on MSNBC. The ADL should be questioning um, MSNBC. Instead, not only in, in, in about a year ago did they tell ask advertisers to pause advertising on Twitter, but there's a question of whether or not they uh, were engaged in trying to get advertisers to do it again to apply pressure to Twitter. Jonathan Greenblatt is not like me politically. He may be opposed to anti-Semitism like I am. Like you are. I'm, I'm no different than you. Me being Jewish doesn't make me somehow more of an advocate or, or more knowledgeable about something. That's always the, the great misnomer. Oh, you're black. You must be an expert on racism. No, no, no. No, it's not the way it works. That's not science. I'm Jewish. It doesn't make me an expert on anti-Semitism. It doesn't make me an expert on the Holocaust. It doesn't make me an expert on chicken soup. Although I admit I'm not bad. I'm saying it doesn't create expertise. Religion doesn't create expertise. Race does not create expertise. This is a lie. This is a fraud that is perpetrated on the American people. Oh, you can't say that to them because they're... What kind of nonsense is this? But in in this this conversation between the Anti-Defamation League and Twitter, you can't make the argument that allowing free speech is the promotion of bigotry. Jonathan Greenblatt himself, you know, hate speech is, is the price you pay for free speech. And I agree with that, except I never call it hate speech, but neither here nor there. Uh, and he goes, but. Well, there's no but. It is, period. It is, it is a statement of fact. Speech that you hate is the price you pay for being able to say what you want. Because somebody hates what you're saying. There are people out there who hate what I'm saying. It's really sad uh, that, that they do, and, and it's clear that they have a lot of learning to do. But right now they hate what I say. Not everybody, the vast majority of people. They absolutely love what I have to say. I mean, they adore it. Yes, 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 yes. But some people out there, well, they're just like, Ew, David. Yeah, I can't, what am I supposed to do? I would never let them stop me. And they shouldn't be stopped either. That's the point. That's the value system at play here, and rightfully so. Jonathan Greenblatt thinks that there should be a different system at play. That's wrong. You want me to not notice that this is happening? Because if I do, if I say the Anti-Defamation League is wrong, somehow now I'm an anti-Semite? They can be wrong about a policy. Israel could be wrong about a policy. What do you of course they can? That's acceptable conversation. To note that the ADL is wrong is proof of anti Semitism? Nah. Be supportive? No. ADL needs new leadership. And leadership that is not political, but is focused on the subject and the task at hand. I've said so before, I'll say so again. The ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, should focus on its mission, a mission I agree with. But not if the mission is now going to be we should pressure technology companies and platforms into not allowing free speech. Then they are of no value and the answer is no. They're wrong and their leadership should be replaced. You don't support something just because. When my grandmother, rest her soul, told me I should vote for Al Gore and Joe Lieberman because Joe Lieberman was Jewish, I said to her, right to nose to nose, eye to eye, you got any more potato salad? Because I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't getting into a fight with my grandmother. And also the potato salad. Mwah. So good. Oh, Ethel gone too soon. Hot damn. Some things you don't do just because. You don't vote for someone just because same religion, same skin color. You vote for people because they provide value. And you have organizations because they provide value. And right now, the ADL needs a leadership change, I think, in order to do that. And certainly we're all better off when Twitter allows free speech and doesn't get into the censoring game. Tony Katz, that's that's me, by the way. Hey, how are you? 93 W I B C. Good morning. There's a Wall Street Journal poll where 74% of registered voters think inflation is heading in the wrong direction. And a uh, known Trump hater uh, by the name of Tom Nichols on Twitter X, uh, he's a staff writer at The Atlantic, though, I didn't know uh, that. Um, There is no reasoning with this many people being this wrong. It's not possible to shove against that tide. That is the sophists' argument. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. A sophist. As described, one skilled in elaborate and devious argumentation. If you want to take a look at data, you will see that inflation between 2022 and 2023 on the data has come down. And we see inflation Right now, um, at that 3.2%, 3.5%, I-, I-, I believe. I'm not trying to exaggerate in either direction. And then you have inflation, less food and energy. I've never understood uh, the breakout because I think food and energy are pretty important. Well, they're volatile. Yeah, uh, we-, we know. We've seen the price of eggs. Well, the eggs wasn't about solely inflation. I wholeheartedly agree. But it does have an inflation move. Inflation is still higher than it was in 2020. It's still higher than it was in 2019 and 2018. And even if there were levels of inflationary pressure, the price of the good that we purchase daily was not as drastically affected as it is today. The argument that you can't say that inflation's going in the wrong direction or inflation is too high, which is how people see it. Not having seen the Wall Street Journal piece, just looking at the, 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 the data from the survey, 600 Republican primary voters, August 24th to August 30th. Just taking a look at that. I could argue without any hesitation that people could, would, would find inflation going in the wrong direction, inflation being too high to be uh, equal in their minds and how they would answer a question. So you can argue that there is a problem with the actual um, data, with, with the actual survey itself, the polling. But if you want to argue that the economy is doing better and inflation is under control, that is a lie. To take a look at the numbers and say, see, inflation's fine, you're all being ridiculous. That's a lie. Biden's plan worked. That's a lie. I don't want to get into lying. I want to talk about what people are dealing with on a daily basis. Gas prices are on their way up, and they have been up. Brent crude. We cover Brent crude, and we cover WTI, West Texas Intermediate crude. Brent crude is at $90.58 a barrel. West Texas is at $87.44 a barrel. We're back at this $90 point. We were down to the $70, and that's still $20, $25, $30 too much. If only we had actually done some work in the United States for real energy independence, energy dominance, or energy security. Now I've got the Biden administration following up on canceling gases and oil leases by canceling gas and oil leases. The idea that, oh, the data says inflation's down, you're all fools for thinking it's up. That's just talking point. It is real life. And guys like Tom Nichols and the the, the Biden administration hate the fact that you notice. I would rather inflation was lower. I would rather everything cost less. I would rather that mortgage rates were down. Maybe I would have bought that new house. I would rather we don't have the credit crunch where more than 15% of Americans are being turned down for a used car loan. When the Wall Street Journal is talking about doom loops regarding real estate. And then they have an article today, by the way, the fall in home prices may already be over. So wait, now the house prices aren't going to go down. So the house prices are going to stay where they're at or go up while the interest rates are higher? And therefore people can't afford homes? So the high prices, the prices don't come down? They actually stay where they are? Oh, so we just have a a market where only wealthy people can buy houses. No, that's, that's good for the economy too. You can see things. People will lie, but you can see. Trust your eyes.